0: Hello and welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David and as always I am joined by the irreplaceable Matt. Hello there. So Matt, today we are going to be discussing It Takes You Away. We
1: are, we are. Do, Do you mind if I have the floor for a moment before we do? By all means. So, one thing I really like... About our podcast. Yes. Is the the openness, the honesty. Yeah. And I just wanted to address, I I did put this out in the week, um, but last week when we sat down to record, um, we were interrupted by a telephone call from my wife (laughs) to let me know that her granddad. Had died. He is effectively my father-in-law. I've always called yeah. him my father-in-law. Um, so I, th- I, I just wanted to put it out there because I, I felt when I was editing, there was like a bit of a noticeable shift last week where we went from being like really silly and giddy, and then all mm. of a sudden it was just like a record scratch, and we were like, okay, let's just move on. <laughs> Um, you know, yes, um, I, yeah. I did put it out on Twitter and I did get some really lovely messages, you know, and support. And, you know, a big thank you to you, David. You, you know, cheered me up, kept me going. We had a, a bit of a hoot, um, you know. Yes, I'm very grateful for yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just felt it needed to be mentioned. It's the first time anything really bad like that had happened whilst recording. Um it was just yeah. a bit weird when I like went back to the edit and realised I hadn't stopped recording and there was like four minute chat of my wife crying on the phone to me.
0: Yeah. It's like the polar opposite of that time England scored a goal.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you yeah. Yeah. gotta take the highs with the lows.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I so, mean, I've 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 been in touch with you on and off in the, in the interim, and by all accounts, it sounds like you've been doing okay. I hope that's still the case.
1: Yeah, everyone's well. Don't worry about me. It's yeah. all taken care of. So, just a big thank you to everyone that reached out and was nice and supportive, and an even bigger thank you to you, David.
0: Well, you're most welcome.
1: I almost started singing the uh, the Golden Girls song, like "Thank you for being a friend," but I won't.
0: I mean, if you had to be honest, it, it, it's a reference that would have gone over my head. I, I've I've heard of the Golden Girls, but I've never I've never partaken.
1: Well. That was quite a dour start to this week's episode, wasn't it? So, uh...
0: (laughs) yes. Um, Well, let's. uh, Should we move on to happier things? Perhaps. Yes. Where do you want to start with the usual, usual stuff this week? A lot of mine are related, to be honest.
1: Um... Um, I don't know. Shall we go? Let's go. Television highlight. Get it out of the way. Everyone hates it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, well, I've got an interesting one for this week. and, and Do you want to go first, Matt?
1: If uh, I mean, mine's just the same as the last few weeks. I'm still watching The Office. I'm really, really busy at the minute. Um, mm. I haven't got time to watch anything. You know, I watched It Takes You Away, and that's about it this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and we'll we'll get your thoughts on that in due course. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit more of a run-up to my tv highlight of the week um on uh, monday this week it was little absorber birthday uh-huh. three years old which is um it hasn't quite sunk in to be honest um but uh yeah we we had a, we had a lovely time and you know in, in, the, in the weekend prior you know we were seeing family and stuff so it was of course sort of a, a three-day birthday extravaganza to be honest um but it all kind of led up to on the day itself um my partner and I had planned that it was just going to be us no other relatives you know we got got all that out of the way first so we could have a really special day together and um I've mentioned on pod before that um little absorbal off through no major influence on my part, has gotten really into uh, robots, rockets, aliens, monsters. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder All where he gets sort of... that from. <laughs> um, but anyway, it, it genuinely is. It just has it. it, it the, the, those things are the things that he's glommed onto from a really early age, and so he decided as a special day out for his birthday. We would take him to the National Space Centre. Ooh, yeah. is that the
1: one down by Leicester?
0: It is, yeah. So it was a fair old, um, fair old distance, um, but it was well worth it. Uh, we we had a fantastic day out. Um, it's a really great little museum they've got there, um, and uh, there's it, it features a, a planetarium, the Sir Patrick Moore Planetarium, no less. Oh wow! And. So we we popped in there and watched a a lovely little film called We Are Astronauts, narrated by one David Tennant. Oh wow. And it was um it was an amazing show and, and little Absorbeloft just sat there spellbound as he was it was kind of focused a lot on current and upcoming, um astronomical projects so things like uh the very large telescope the large hadron collider the uh, james webb space telescope um and it was the the visuals were were, were stunning the narration from from tenant was obviously bang on the money because Uh, obviously your son's uh
1: degree in astrophysics would have helped him understand it all
0: (laughs) the whole point of it is it was very much geared towards the layman and um you know it he he really loved it he, he had a fantastic day out and um yeah as a very close second was uh, episode 2 of uh, of flux Ooh. but um yeah i mean if, all i'll say on that is uh, if if they can sustain the momentum and level of quality they have so far this series. It's not just going down as uh, JD Whittaker's best series. I think it's going to go down as one of the best series in the history of New Who. Or at least it should do. It's a really, really strong start. I won't wow. say any more than that. But I'm, well, I'm so excited for us to get to this series, Matt.
1: Well, last night I recorded the second episode of The After Show with the guys mm. from... The Cloister bail who can convince you. And I always get this wrong because it's the different way around to ours. My adventure in
0: Space and Time. Uh, I, I, at, I believe it's Space and Time.
1: Yeah, yeah, because we're the wrong way around, aren't we? Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: but it it was quite a lukewarm reception. I think the average score from everyone last night was about a 5 out of 10.
0: Really? Yeah, hmm. that's interesting. Um, no, I'm I'm really loving it so far. Um, maybe I'm just uh, an an easy self. I, I I mean I will be honest. I am predisposed towards loving Doctor Who. I, it Doctor Who has to really stumble to lose me. By and large, um, I I think there are you know, and this is this is perfectly fine. Like people can you know operate on whatever level they like but i think a lot of fans can be very very critical and hold stuff up to like the stand of of their absolute like you know five or ten absolute bona fide classics if you like and i don't know whether it's realistic to always expect doctor who to be reaching those heights or whatever and and also it's entirely subjective one person's top 10 is not going to be the same as another's um so it's all fine I, um, but it, it, I'm just a little surprised that it was it was that mixed reception because when I was sat yesterday um, catching up on it I, I was I'd been so maybe I, I just hyped myself up because obviously the week my weekend being so full it was it was um, Tuesday afternoon before I had a chance to watch it uh, maybe that extra level of hype, you know, carried me through it. Who can say? Um, mm. But anyway, I, long story short, I'm I'm loving this series so far. And I really, really hope they they uh, stick the landing, as they say.
1: Mm. Mm. There, there was a, a, a really, uh, really funny moment last night when we were recording mm. the after show because we were discussing the Wheelie Big Quiz. I've been using that as a bit of a vehicle to plug... big quiz and raise a bit more money. And uh, Rob from The Cloister Bell had Mm -hmm. obviously listened last week and was under the impression that this week the questions were coming from Marty McLean. Oh, right. Um, Marty was in the chat last night. I basically Mm -hmm. stopped everything just to talk to him in the chat privately. And and I basically had to explain to people that haven't listened to our entire back catalogue the, the whole concept of the Marty McLean Hall of Fame.
0: <laughs>
1: so they, they were like, why do you like this guy Marty so much? And I was just like, just just a cool guy. Just seems like a really good guy. And then they were like, in this Hall of Fame, is it like your regular contributors that email you every week? I was like, no. <laughs> just, and they were like, what, what do you have to do? I was like, ah, "It's entirely subjective. You just have to be like a good egg. <laughs> and like... like as I was saying it, I was just like, "Our podcast is mad isn't
0: it." <laughs> <laughs> in fact, it is in it fact, is fact,
1: let me just read you an interaction I had today. Uh, so after I'd posted about the after show being live, got a nice message from Rod Henderson. Say hello, David.
0: Hello, Rod Henderson.
1: Um, Who said, you know, he's really keen to give these a watch and a listen. And he said he was up to episode 66 of our pod. Mm -hmm. So I I went a little bit like River Song. I was like, episode 66. Have we done lockdown yet? Like, (laughs) have have we done robot wars? Like, have have you heard a charity quiz? Canine and (laughs) company, meal of the week. Would I lie to him? What's the Hall of Fame about? And like, when when you think about some of the uh, quote-unquote features, it's just a just a mess, isn't it? Really,
0: <laughs> it is. It's it's uh, it's it's um it, it's very much a snowball effect, isn't it? <laughs> the
1: the way I described it uh, when we were just chatting before we went live was if anyone ever finds the notebooks that I have for our pod. It's going to be like the notes from the Zodiac Killer. It's just absolute madness.
0: <laughs> uh, well, anyway, um, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, uh, pointless features, uh, what was your meal of the week, Matt?
1: Let me think. Let me think. Uh, after I. After I bigged it up last week, I've started having a bottle of Fanta with my lunch most days now. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's become a particular treat. Um, But probably, like I say, after we'd received that bad news last week, the sort of compounding factor was, uh, I think I've mentioned my wife started a new job. So she was away training at the other end of the country. So I was kind of dealing with things on my own. She was kind of dealing with things on her own. Yeah. Uh, So Friday, when she finally got back, we just went for the the biggest curry we could have. Excellent. Um, Not Japer Spice, I'm sad to say. Shocking. Uh, I think both of us accepted we really needed a massive drink of booze. So we just Mm -hmm. went to the one we can walk to. So, lamb That's bonti, a reasonable. keema rice, keema naan. A uh, little bit of sag paneer on your recommendation. Oh,
0: how did you find it? Oh, ah,
1: it was lovely. It
0: was lovely. Yeah.
1: And then I just had pint of Kingfisher after pint of Kingfisher.
0: Nicely done. I'll
1: be honest, I prefer Cobra, but my wife couldn't work out which one it was she liked. So I got one of each and she kept drinking the nice one.
0: Ah, uh, I'll be honest, I prefer Kingfisher to Cobra. I don't know what that it's says really. about me. Yeah. I don't know. It's all the same, innit? It, it, it's much of a muchness, to be fair. Yeah.
1: Bloody foreign muck. I just wanted a pint of, you know, proper ale.
0: <laughs> what, Newcastle Brown?
1: A... No, no. That's that's God's own elixir, Newkey Brown. <laughs> Uh, No, like a Boddington's, you know, like a proper, proper, uh, John Smith's mild.
0: (laughs) Uh, well, anyhow, um,
1: what about yourself? You had anything nice this week?
0: My meal of the week, um, it's more situational than, than, uh, food, uh, related, as is often the case with me. Mm. Um. But it's hard to beat um, enjoying a nice cheese and pickle sandwich uh, whilst admiring a Soyuz rocket capsule mm. just suspended above the ceiling.
1: <laughs> um, a, a, a few a few years ago, the school I work at mm. got this like virtual reality bus where when you went in, you could experience like Tim Peak crashing back down to Earth, but as virtual reality. Right. And I had a go on that, and I wasn't right for a few days after that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a lot to yeah. deal with.
1: Just mm. the vastness of space. It was like I'd gazed upon the time vortex. I, mm. I heard drums for days after that, David.
0: <laughs> well, uh, excellent. Um, so... What's left to discuss? I feel like I'm forgetting something, Matt. My uh, brain's gone this evening.
1: Uh, we've got Wheelie Big Quiz.
0: Is that, is that the only other. I feel like. Is there not anything else that we need to cover?
1: Uh, on my list, I've got meal of the week, television highlight of the week, mention the after show, Wheelie Big Quiz.
0: Then Wheelie Big Quiz it is then.
1: Wheelie really Big Quiz. Right, David, a little treat for the Wheelie Big Quiz. Mm. Uh, Last night, as part of the after show, uh, joining us in the chat was Jake from Married to Who. Say hello, David. Hi, Jake. And somewhere around the room where I was, sat on my computer, I hid a Married to Who Easter egg and told Jake if he could find it, I'd give him An extra £5 for the Wheelie Big Quiz in his name. (laughs) Uh,
0: Did he manage it?
1: Well, unfortunately, the camera quality on our Skype call (laughs) and the (laughs) facts, I was just basically a tiny pixelated box on his laptop screen or his phone. Made it hard, but he did solve it. Do you remember last year when we did uh, Secret Santa, they sent us some wood coasters?
0: I do, yes.
1: I just kind of hid mine out of
0: the way. Oh, um, excellent.
1: Just, just let him find it. By the way, if you're listening, Married to Who, are we doing uh, Secret Santa this year? By the time this comes mm. out, it'll nearly be uh, Thanksgiving and we could have sent something early. I totally forgot about that this year.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll leave that in your capable hands, Matt, if you want to organise that.
1: Yeah, so whoever is the first member of the Married to Who crew that replies and says, yes, let's do Secret Santa. I'm just going to send all the gifts to them. (laughs) Let's ignore the rest of them. Let's give one of them a really nice Christmas from me and you. Excellent. Right, David. Yes? Wheelie big quiz.
0: Wheelie big quiz.
1: Okay, so if you are new to the pod, maybe you're tuning in after you'd seen
0: me on the after show. No, I've, I've I've been doing it for for a little while now, Matt.
1: Hey, I was gonna say maybe you're tuning in because you bumped into a jovial man at a local space museum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, <laughs> you with you, the you, wide-eyed uh,
1: wonder of a child as he drags no, his you, toddler around behind him.
0: Yeah, no. To be honest, you you mostly um you you would have more likely bumped into into a a, a sort of slightly sweaty awkward. Uh, man not coping brilliantly with the number of people in the building, um, chasing after a toddler and uh, trying to make sure he doesn't fall off a balcony. <laughs> but, um, yeah, in between wow. those moments, I, di- I, did- I did manage to appreciate some of the exhibits. Uh, my favourite being, there is, uh, there is a prototype spacesuit uh, made in the nineteen forties as a sort of like speculative thing by a by a group of British sciency types who were just very enthusiastic about the idea of a space exploration long before it was a feasible <laughs> realistic goal um, and it looks like a Santaran uniform. Oh wow! It's amazing. The space helmet on it is um, it's just very very Santaran esque. Um, yeah. It's, it is a great museum. Really well worth uh, a visit. Um, anyway, um, we've gotten sidetracked. Yes. Um, uh, uh, do we have questions for this we week? We do.
1: Now, if, uh, th- this week, David, the questions are from Marty McLean Hall of Fame member Jessica mm-hmm. Wommel.
0: Hi, Jessica.
1: Now, David, in the past, when we've had correspondence from Jessica... Mm -hmm. We have played a song in the theme of the Marty McLean song. Yes. I don't know if you remember, but it features the word poo quite a lot.
0: I do recall this, yes. Right.
1: Do we still use that music, or do we change it to something else?
0: Have you found an appropriate replacement, Matt? Absolutely not. We're doing this on the fly. Okay, well, in that case, we're just going to have to stick with it, aren't we?
1: Okay, I, I mean, I, I thought maybe you could sing something, maybe a little ditty you could dedicate instead.
0: No, that would definitely be worse. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Better the devil you know, eh?
1: I, I'm going to apologise, I feel guilty for this, but here we go. Jessica
0: Jessica Jessica Jessica
1: So, are you sitting comfortably? I am. Okay. I've tried to to stir the pot a bit between you and Rob from the Cloister Bell. I told him last night that you were going Billy Big Balls showing off because you've got full, full marks. Oh, dear. Right. Anyway, I can't remember. Have you said hello to Jessica?
0: I think so. So, hello, Jessica, if I haven't.
1: Would you like question one?
0: I would, yes.
1: Okay, comes from the Topic Time Lords. David, Mm. what tattoo does the Corsair have on his arm in the Doctor's Wife?
0: Okay, Um, I believe it's uh, a snake eating its own tail.
1: Word for word, perfect answer.
0: Now there's a bonus point
1: question here, David. mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Jessica's like playing with the format a little bit here. Bonus point question. If you can name what that symbol is called.
0: I believe, I could be wrong. Is it not the uh, Uruburos?
1: I'll give you that. I also remember it from that episode of Red Dwarf. Where Mm. you find out that Lister's his own dad. And he thought it said Our Rob or Ross. Because he thought that's (laughs) what his parents wanted to call him. Yeah. Right. One pound in the bank, David. Do you think you're going to get six out of six this week? Just yes or no? No. Okay.
0: I think, I think it, uh, as, as Rob uh, from the Bell said, they probably went a little easy on me. Yeah. Surprisingly so. Well,
1: I don't want to give away spoilers, but there might be mm-hmm. round two on the horizon there, David.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: <laughs> Speaking of two, question two. Companions. Okay. In the episode Turn Left, what job did Donna get instead of her temp position?
0: Oh, God. so long since I've... What happens in Turn Left?
1: Uh, They turn left. Uh, Yeah, yeah.
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Mm. This is not... This is just not coming to mind for me. What job does she get instead of her temp position? Um, oh, yes. Um, is it? No, I can't. I can't get it. I can't get it. Do you want to have I a had guess? Something for a second, but it's gone. Okay. Um, in my, I think I'm, I'm, I'm conflating different images from this episode. Um, but is it, does she get sort of one of the clerks sort of assigning people to different cities when things all start to go wrong?
1: No, she becomes a secretary at a
0: photocopy business. Oh, she does. She does. Yeah. No, I'd forgotten all about that.
1: Now, Um, weirdly, because of the bonus point, David, he could still be on for six out of six. Okay. Right. In, sorry, this comes from Episodes and Stories. Mm -hmm. In the opener of The God Complex, we're shown a policewoman named Lucy Haywood enter a hotel room and see herself in a photo on the wall. What is cited as her greatest fear?
0: The only one I can remember from that is, oh, I'm I'm not going to necessarily get it, the wording perfect but is it something like that that horrible gorilla words to that effect I can't remember I might give
1: you that it's that brutal gorilla
0: brutal that was it I knew it was a slightly unusual word but I couldn't I couldn't uh, quite get it
1: okay well I think if I'm being lenient David I might revoke your right to gamble this week (laughs) right the next one years and dates. When and where? Domissi and Clara find the doctor in the magician's apprentice.
0: Hmm. I couldn't give you an exact date, but it's it's medieval England, in a castle.
1: Uh, I'm afraid you'll need to be more specific than that, David.
0: Mm. Do I need to give a specific year? Uh, the year is listed, but
1: also the location of said castle.
0: Oh, okay. Um, oh, where was the castle? Um, I don't I'll know. I can't think. A county. A county. Then say Sussex. I don't know, is the honest answer.
1: David, it's Essex.
0: Essex, oh, not my, you know, I was halfway there. Yeah. Oh, well.
1: But there's an opportunity for a bonus point, David.
0: Oh, okay. Bring on Just the bonus point.
1: He's throwing questions at you. This is a Hall of Fame-worthy quiz. Mm-hmm. For the bonus point, what song does he start playing on the guitar? Oh, Pretty Woman. Okay. Okay. Bonus point question from me, David. True or false, Peter Capaldi can play the guitar.
0: <laughs> I believe that to be true.
1: Yeah. Right. David, we're going all the way back to your favourite episode for the question from Monsters. Okay. What's the name of the creature in all our favourite episode? Fear Her? <sighs>
0: do i get multiple choice uh
1: no because no i can't think of any options
0: not a chance i just think of it as as this uh, i tried to think about fear her as little as possible to be honest i'm never getting that one no, because in, in total, I've seen I've seen Fieha maybe three times, a couple of times prior to the podcast, once for the podcast.
1: Mm. Three times uh, this week, because you love it so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't recall that one.
1: Right. The answer, David, is the Isolus, or the Isolus, however it's pronounced.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that does ring a bell. Now you say it out loud, I would never have remembered it.
1: Right. Final question, David. Cast, crew, and beyond. Okay. The actor who voiced Dobby in the Harry Potter. I'll start that again. I said Harry Potter. Harry Potter. The actor who voiced Dobby in the Harry Mm -hmm. Potter films guest starred as a version of the Doctor that our Doctor did not initially recognise. Who is this actor and who did he play?
0: Oh, the wording of that question's got my brain all twisted up. Can you say it again, please?
1: The actor who voiced Dobby, that's the house elf, Mm -hmm. in the Harry Potter films, guest starred as a version of the Doctor that our Doctor did not initially recognise. Who is this actor and who did he play?
0: Oh, okay. I think... The only thing I can think this would be, I could be wrong, is that this is a reference to the the next Doctor, the Christmas special. What's the name of that actor? It's David something or other, I think. But that's the easy bit. I need to remember his surname. So I the actor you're thinking at.
1: of is David Morrissey.
0: That's the one, Morrissey. Yeah. Which is not the answer to this question. It's not the answer to this question. Right, okay. No, nor is it, it is, nor is it
1: Morrissey the singer.
0: Just get,
1: <laughs> get Morrissey out your head.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and if a version of the doctor. crashes
0: into us the, a surprise, surprising me, Matt. That's not helping. To die by <laughs> your side Oh, a version of the Doctor? And if a
1: ten-ton the Doctor truck, doesn't initially
0: recognise.
1: Kills the
0: both of us. No, OK, to you can... To you can... by your side. Oh, the mm-hmm. pleasure, the privilege is mine. You quite finished? So am I. I'm there not There is one. a
1: light and it never goes out.
0: I'm throwing in the towel, Matt.
1: Okay. The answer is Toby Jones, who played the Dream Lord. Oh, of course oh. Wow, you couldn't even channel the power of Morrissey to help you.
0: Mm. Oh well. I, I can't, Another poor showing.
1: Let me check. How many did you get right? You got the Corsair. And yeah. you got the bonus point. You didn't get yeah. Turn Left. No. Nope. Uh, you did get the Gorilla. You got kind the of. song, but not where the Doctor appeared, or when. Mm-hmm. You didn't get Monsters. And you didn't get Toby nope. Jones. So, I think that is four, correct?
0: That's what? two regular points and two bonuses, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to combine that with Jake's £5 pounds that I said I would put in. I might as well just call it a tenner for this week anyway. Why not? <laughs> I'm going to put an extra point in for the excellent bonus questions this week.
0: Ah, oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah, that was so, a tough one. That yeah, I want to start one. a new
1: tradition. Okay? So because that was tough, and because you've been lauding it about about how much you beat uh, Rob from the voice <laughs> of hell, uh I want Jessica Wommel to send us a picture of herself holding a placard, like a piece of paper, that just says, I'm better than David. Yeah. And then hashtag, I love I Morrissey. Mean, this is going to be my new campaign to make the internet better than David. mm hmm You don't sound thrilled by that proposition.
0: Well, we all knew it already, but... uh Yeah. But
1: then you can take a picture and say, I'm better than the cloister bow.
0: Yeah, that's not true, though, is it? (laughs) No. (laughs) All right, let's move on, shall we?
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about anything, but it takes you away.
0: (laughs) All right, Uh, well, I Have you
1: seen any good dogs this week?
0: Dogs? I mean, my dog. There you go. My lovely old dog. Yeah. He's got a heart murmur. That's oh new. Yeah. Uh, not not best pleased about that.
1: Man, I I regret being open about my recent bereavement this week. I think this episode's been a bit of a downer. <laughs> like with the exception of the quiz, we were like I haven't really watched anything on telly this week because I've been sad. My dog's <laughs> pooley, We're all right, really. It's just late. I'm tired.
0: Yeah. It's one of those. Um, I'm
1: pretty stressed, David. I accidentally set the fire alarm off at work yesterday and had to evacuate over 600 people from the
0: building. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah. Not great, not great. Um, If you think you've
1: seen a lot of paperwork, wait till you have to evacuate an entire school. (laughs) By accident. Right, David, it takes you away.
0: Yes, I am very excited to talk about this one, Matt. Okay. Very excited. Um, What did our listeners make of it?
1: Yeah, so let me just pull these up. In our soon-to-be-finished segment, listener tweets, it's going to run out at the end of the year. I've had enough of it, David.
0: (laughs) Have you?
1: Yeah, it's too much. Right, I've already started to whittle it down. I've said if it's over five tweets long, I'm not reading it. Mm. Where did I put this? It must have been before then. Sorry, sorry. It's if
0: right. you
1: want, if you want some good news, David, our yeah. review of Woman Who Fell to Earth is the first episode in over two years to break into our top ten episodes.
0: Ah, oh, cool. That's interesting. Yeah. People are skipping ahead to um, to hear what we make of uh, Whittaker. Yeah.
1: Mm. Right i found it. We can talk about it. Right. Lovely. So, first tweet, David. We've given him a lot of time this week. Mm-hmm. We might have to dedicate this episode to the Cloister Bell podcast. Excellent. Say hello, David.
0: Hello, Cloister Bell.
1: Do you want to say it in such a way that you're not bragging about getting full marks on the quiz? <clears throat> Maybe just bring yourself down a level or two.
0: <laughs> hello, Cloister Bell.
1: That's better. Right, so I'm assuming this is Rob who says, I haven't watched it since it was first on, but I remember we really liked it. It's definitely not as bad as people make it out to be, and it was good progression for Ryan and Graham, especially the whole grandad bit. We'll maybe Mm -hmm. come back to that later.
0: We certainly will.
1: Okay, we then have James Courtney. Say hello, David.
0: Hello, James.
1: Say, I'm glad you said that in a positive way because James has recently changed his Twitter picture and I'll say it, James is really handsome. (laughs) Well done on your face, James. Right, James says, Jodie gives her best performance of the series in this episode. It's also nice to have some amount of character development for Graham and Ryan, even if we could tell it would happen from the start of this series. The rest is bananas in both good and bad ways and Ryan should have met Grace leaving Yaz with the child.
0: Yeah, that would have been an interesting uh, development if it had gone that way.
1: Okay, then we have Jake from Married to Who. Say hello, David. Hello, Jake. Jake says, Enough people that I respect insist that the writing is terrific and this is one of the most powerful stories, but I don't get it. For me, it's four decent ideas that get ground together so that none are fully explored. I know I'm wrong, but I don't know why. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's it's certainly one that kind of splits opinion a bit, I think, this episode. Um, so I can see that perspective.
1: Okay, then we have a message from Ariel. Say hello. Hello, Ariel. Ariel says, this episode is so good, I think it just edges out Demons of the Punjab for my favourite of the season. Creative and interesting twists and some amazing emotional moments all-round excellent episode of Doctor Who.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We then have a message from Mark from the All of Time and Space podcast. Say hello, David.
0: Hello, Mark. I'm really looking forward to checking out your podcast. I've not done it yet, but it is on my to-do list now.
1: Okay. Mark says, it's one of the most imaginative episodes in Series 7. That's it, I'm
0: David. I'm that. I, I, I'm just confused by that because it's, um, it's series 11.
1: That's what I said, wasn't it?
0: I thought you said series 7. Uh, maybe I miss. I, I maybe slurred.
1: My- Sorry. He says it's one of the most imaginative episodes in series 11. I maybe just said series
0: 11. Uh, either that on possibly Skype, like cut out at the start of it for like half a second or something. Who knows? You're- Sorry, you'll have to do some creative editing around this bit.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Right. <laughs> we then have James Swift. Say hello, David. Hello, James. James says, this is my favourite of the season. I unapologetically love this episode. It is the one episode I will rewatch for comfort. I even wrote an essay about this episode and the season finale in university.
0: Ooh, interesting.
1: Once you get your degree in being a dog. He says... <laughs> As I said in the Kablam review, I love Doctor Who when it's silly and this is just wonderful. Ribbons, a mirror universe that reverses Slayer t-shirts and a talking frog universe. All wonderful.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, so, is that was that our last tweet? No, we've got
1: two more to go. Two more? This is why we're cutting this come Christmas. Get your messages in quick. Because 2020... That's going to be the timestamp for our episodes next year. A brisk 20 minutes.
0: Oh, I I like the sound of that.
1: Yeah. So the next one comes from Frank. Say hello, David. Hello, Frank. Speaking of time, David, over the course of our pod, how much time in your life do you think I've wasted by making you say hello to
0: everyone? It's adding up. It's certainly adding up at this point. (laughs)
1: Do you, think, do you think that's going to be like your Citizen Kane when you're on your deathbed? You're going to roll over and go, Hello, BT flibbity giggard. <laughs> uh, right. Frank says, Very good, flowing with imagination and heart. Unfortunately, there's huge chunks of pointless time wasting with that in-between zone. But I don't think it takes away from the wonderful main story being told.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... Finally, David, it's the curator. Say hello to BT Flibbity Giggard.
0: Greetings, curator.
1: Okay, so because I said I'm not reading it if it's over five tweets, BT said, oh, I've got to cut down on my verbal diarrhoea. It Takes You Away It's pretty good. I feel like ribbons didn't really have a point and should have either been cut or incorporated better. Loved Fake Grace and everything with her, Graham and Ryan. Eric and Hannah felt underused And Eric's so bad at dealing with his grief that, I don't know, he even deserves the happiest ending he gets. This is the start of the Chibnall obsession with weird voids. The frog is great. It's just a stupid puppet. The frog is a universe. It's the new The Moon is an Egg. And I'm here for it. It's such a weird, high-concept sci-fi idea, and I love it. When Doctor Who indulges in being really, really weird. I'm not quite sure what the audience is supposed to feel about the universe, frog. Is it supposed to be lovable? Kind of scary, but I'm okay with that. The end. Excellent. Now, there's a couple of things I've only just thought of that I want to say to you, David. Okay. Okay. You know the new Marvel film, The Eternals?
0: I'm aware of it.
1: I don't want to spoil it, but just keep the idea of the moon being an egg in the back of your head when you watch it.
0: <laughs> Okay, um, I'm not sure whether I'm going to get to the cinema to see it, but uh, I I will do that whenever I do get round to seeing it.
1: And I forgot to ask, I mentioned this... The problem is I did that after show last night and I talked about Doctor Who and then I feel like Mm -hmm. I've talked about it all, but I haven't mentioned any of it to you. Uh, Have you seen that interview with Eccleston from this week?
0: No, I think I've seen some, like, quotes that people have pulled out on Facebook and stuff but oh, I've not watched the whole thing. He's
1: not a happy man
0: <laughs> Is he not?
1: <laughs> he hates RTD
0: Yeah Yeah that's um, that's a uh, a bridge that isn't being mended anytime soon it feels like
1: And then the question I was going to ask you what do you think of it takes you away?
0: I love this episode, Matt. Right, okay. I love this episode. Genuinely, we could be talking top ten of New Who for me. Wow. I, 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 I mean, I've never, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've thought about where I would sort of rank different episodes in relation to each other from different series. Um, but Can I, you do I, that I, for I,
1: next week, please?
0: oh yeah i'll just i'll just quickly uh pop together a spreadsheet um but and i i it it grows in my estimate estimation every time i watch it this episode um and yeah i just because it is so it's so weird (laughs) but it's my kind of weird um and you know, it it just ticks all the boxes for me. It's it's like you know, it, it 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 it's um manages to hit all the different notes that I want from a really good Doctor Who story. I think it holds together well. I don't agree with the people who that that say that the anti-zone stuff is superfluous. It's different to everything else that's going on, but I don't think that makes it bad. I think it it this this episode. It's almost like a sort of sandwich if you like this episode where you've got the the stuff at the start in the in our universe then you've got the anti-zone section and then you've got the i i like the structure of it basically i guess is what i'm trying to say um i yeah i, I there are nitpicks obviously because nothing is perfect but by and large, I, you know, I I just come away with a massive smile on my face from this episode because it, it, it dares to be so out there and yet is such a good fit for this era. And I think it's this is also the episode where Jodie Whittaker's doctor really comes into her own and we finally get a full measure of her as the doctor. It's a shame in some ways that it comes so late in her run, you know, right at the end of her first uh, series. But, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand on it. What about you, Matt? Uh,
1: well, at first, I thought this episode was like a cruel joke because when I was talking to Mark from the All of Time and Space podcast, he was like, have you yeah. seen the episode where a frog sits on a chair? And I was like, <laughs> that's the sort of silly Doctor Who thing that could be real, but they're taking the mick. Yeah. But, the frog on the chair is not the worst thing about this episode.
0: Right, okay.
1: Now, this in-between zone, David. Mm-hmm. This void where there's an issue between two universes, like a wound. Mm-hmm. Where have we seen that before? Hmm. Oh yeah, those space pterodactyls, the ravengers or whatever they're called. You know, from Father's yeah, Day. They should be back.
0: That's a, that's a different thing. They, they they deal purely with, with temporal matters. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is yeah a, this yeah, is a yeah, space yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. A rose by any other name smells as sweet, David.
0: <laughs> okay. Right.
1: Okay. But that's not the worst thing about this episode. Okay. And I'm going to save the worst thing about this episode for our review. I want you oh, to know, right. going okay, into then. this... There is one part of this episode that is going on the shit list as the one of the worst things we have seen in Doctor Who. Like I'm I,
0: fascinated I, to hear about it. Is. I'll be
1: honest, I, I quite enjoyed this episode. I, I, I bought into it. I mean, I kind of sussed out the ending about 20 minutes in. mm mm-hmm. um, like I knew what the big revelation was going to be. Uh, But that's not the worst thing about this episode. So I'm going to score this episode, good episode, with a little asterisk, because normally it's good episodes, some bad bits, Mm -hmm. and in the footnotes of this review, I want that asterisk to say this is absolutely one of the things Matt hated most about all the episodes of Doctor Who we've ever watched. (laughs)
0: Like it's I, one of those things that, that you would point to and say, This is why I can never be a fan of Doctor Who.
1: I was enraged by one feature of this episode.
0: I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Okay. okay. So let's so, let's get into it, shall we?
1: It takes you away. This is episode nine of season eleven. It aired the second of December twenty eighteen. And in mm-hmm. what's becoming a reoccurring feature, David would you like to join me in the tardis
0: as oh, we go well, back I would love to the to.
1: first of the sorry as we go back to the 1st of December 2018 to listen to mm. our episode surfboards and
0: second chances oh that would be our um uh, boomtown episode
1: boomtown yeah didn't yeah, like that episode it's... but it doesn't feature on my list of absolute hatred like one thing here does so mm. this episode is written by ed heim and directed by jamie childs
0: so yeah another episode in a row with a with a um different writer it's interesting the structure of this series where it's like up first half of the series is just chibnall 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 then we get this whole string of episodes written by other writers um and uh, you'll find out who writes the uh next episode next week um but yeah, and uh, Jamie Childs, I think it's interesting. He's, he directed The Woman Who Fell to Earth, Demons of the Punjab. Uh, he directed this one and he directs next week uh, weeks as well. So I would say, so far, he's, he's directed some of the strongest episodes of the series.
1: Right, I'm going to send you a little picture. And oh. I want you to read the top line of my notes for this episode. Okie dokie. It should be coming through. There's all the little title bit at the top of the page that tells you the name of the episode. Oh, yeah.
0: See if I can read it. ha! Oh, it says, listeners, I like this theme tune now.
1: Yeah. I like the bit. good, isn't it? I like the bit where it goes, and then it like goes, and then it kicks yeah. in. I like that little drop. Yeah.
0: It's very modern, that, yeah. I think. Um, it's, um, yeah, the only thing that I'm not crazy about with this particular arrangement is is the percussion, which is quite sort of rattly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Mm, but, but that's a personal taste thing. Overall, I, I think it's a really, really strong arrangement. Um, I like that it pulls back on the sort of... The, the orchestral bombast. Um, Anywho Right, so What happens if it takes you away, Matt? So, the TARDIS
1: is up by a big fjord in Norway Mm -hmm. Ring 2018 Yeah The Doctor Gorgeous opening
0: shot of the TARDIS Yeah Yeah.
1: The Doctor unsheathes the sonic screwdriver (laughs) Yes Points it, as she's prone to do Scans a sheep Mm -hmm. And then obviously Mm -hmm. looks at it like it's got some sort of readout. Yep. I bloody hate the sonic screwdriver. This series, David.
0: That's. I'm really sorry, Matt. You're gonna have to get used to that because it's not changing,
1: David. I hate it. (laughs) That's not the worst thing about this episode. Yeah. Right. They talk about the Woolly Rebellion in the future, where sheep go to war with humans. Yeah. And in the distance, Ryan spies a house. Mm -hmm. Now, they work out, it's the middle of winter, but there's no smoke coming from this chimney and the house is all barricaded up, so there's something, something amiss here. Mm -hmm. So, they go to see what's happening and someone is inside. The doctor uses the sonic screwdriver to open the door and Ryan and Graham go to check upstairs. Where someone is hiding in a wardrobe. Mm -hmm. David, it's time to introduce the absolute worst thing about this episode. The character of Hannah.
0: Oh, you're not a fan.
1: The... Oh my God, no. Right. Let's put it out there. Okay. I'm not... I don't dislike her because she's blind. But at the same time, she doesn't need to be blind. It has no bearing on this plot other than a little bit of trust issues. Okay?
0: I would respectfully disagree about that, but okay.
1: But I really dislike that she has no joy in her soul at all. Everyone tries really hard to be nice to her. Everyone looks after her. Like, she fucking boots a door shut on Ryan. And then everyone's (laughs) like... Oh, don't worry. We'll go help you, Dad. And she's like, I. I, I, This this episode made me hate the country of Norway. If you're listening Mm -hmm. from the country of Norway, you're not allowed to listen anymore. I appreciate that. Makes me, you know.
0: I mean, we we we've potentially lost two listeners. I don't know.
1: (laughs) But oh my God, she is Mm. the worst.
0: Absolutely,
1: the worst. Now, here's something, right? Yeah. When they go downstairs and she's moving around the kitchen and, like, touching the sideboards. I think she goes to get a drink or something. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she's moving slowly and checking. The doctor just goes, are you blind? (laughs) Yeah. Didn't need your sonic (laughs) screwdriver to work that one out, did you? Like, (laughs) oh, my God. Like, they made... I'll, I'll read you my notes. She is clearly blind. The doctor asks, "Are you blind?"
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I'll I'll point it out as we go. She's the worst.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. I'll just say that, like, like I say, you're you're entitled to your opinion. I do. I do respectfully disagree. I think if you if you take a step back and look at what that character's gone through prior to this story happening she you know she's her mum has died in we don't know exactly what circumstances her dad has coped exceptionally badly with the loss of his wife and um has you know manipulated her into staying into this this house in the woods to fend for herself for days at a time i think she's well within her rights to have a chip on her shoulder I'd, you know, it would be weird if she was if she was full of the joys of spring.
1: No, but like, she could be a bit more accepting of help.
0: These literal strangers, weird strangers right. at that. She, she's worried up. that there's a big monster in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: right? She's locked herself in. They, as far as she knows, have braved these woods to come make sure she's okay. And she's like, "Get
0: out! I hate you all." What, what is this? Uh, that, she's got trust issues, and not without good reason. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I think it's pretty fundamental to this story. Um, I, and so I, like I say, you are one hundred percent entitled to your opinion on this, Matt. But I, I think you, I do think you're, you, you you're off the mark in terms of what would be realistic for this character to, to be like. And also on top of it all, nobody owes anyone else their happiness. If if you're not, if if you're not that disposed that way, that's, that's not your fault. That's, you know, that's just who you are. And people should either respect who you are. It, or If move it was on. me, she'd be like, you know? what's
1: that noise coming from the woods? And I'll tell you what it is. It's the warp warp of me buzzing off in the TARDIS. Mm. You can sort yourself out. Right? Fair enough. Right. So, Graham always has some sandwiches with him, because they can go for days on adventures, and he gets low blood sugar.
0: Does uh, this not make Graham, like, innocent top-tier companion? Like, he's, he is my hero for that.
1: He's not quite Wilf for me, but he's getting there.
0: Uh, yeah I, I would agree with that but I just mean specifically I have never identified with a companion more than when Graham revealed that he always brings a sandwich just in case I know but like
1: imagine like when I mentioned before that guy that's listening to all our old episodes there's probably episodes where we're like going isn't John Barrowman great what a top companion isn't Noel uh, Clark a good guy? You know? Uh, I so, hope not. So, if you're listening, Bradley Walsh, please don't turn out to be a wrong'un.
0: I couldn't please. bear it. I couldn't bear it. Not after everything else. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right.
1: So, Hannah is scared of whatever is in the woods because it took her dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan projects his own away. dad issues onto Hannah.
0: Yeah. Ryan Ryan needs to take a step back.
1: Yeah. Also, Hannah's mum is dead. Hmm. And then, for the first time in my notes, I've written, get used to this, David, this is going to be our new hashtag. Hannah has no humour in her soul. <laughs> okay. Now, we find out the thing is coming, so Yaz and Ryan go to look in Hannah's Texas Chainsaw Massacre shed. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, they're just like, oh, she seems nice. They open this, it's just full of torture (laughs) implements and animal carcasses. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, she's got a darkness. Right, something is coming from the woods. This is where we get Hannah repeating the phrase, it takes you away. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, upstairs, whilst investigating, Graham and Ryan don't appear in a mirror.
0: They're vampires Yeah, all along. <laughs> that would be a good twist for a series, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, so because there's something wrong with this mirror, the Doctor unsheathes her sonic screwdriver, yep. draws it and points it at the mirror, zaps it and looks at the readout. Mm-hmm. Because it turns out it's a dimension portal. Yeah, so, handy. Of course, they just all decide to go through it.
0: Well, they have also described, decided to travel in time and space with the Doctor.
1: Yeah, but why not just have a day off? <laughs> why don't you give it to those kids from class to sort out? <laughs> right. I don't
0: know. For all we know, they might they might all be dead. Yeah. I don't know how class ends.
1: Fingers crossed. So, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan says I'm going to stay with Hannah, and the Doctor says, "Cool, I'll draw you a map. These are the areas I want you to." in the house mm-hmm. and it turns out that um, she actually just writes him a note says something yeah. like, assume her dad's dead be nice, we'll be back soon
0: yeah, now I I think this is a more significant moment than a lot of people would maybe it's not one of those like iconic moments or anything, but I think this is one of these moments where thirty. It, The 13th Doctor is coming into focus in the, you know, her exterior is this, oh, cheery, you know, isn't everything fantastic and interesting kind of personality. But actually, just under the surface, you know, there's something a bit a little darker and schemier going on. And so she thinks nothing of just exploiting the fact that the person she's trying to protect is uh, blind and just uses it as an opportunity to, you know, be very blunt and direct with, with Ryan, see my dad's dead, you know. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know that I'm articulating it well, but but I feel like it's, it's a revealing moment for the Doctor that... Mm. It kind of it it kind of runs against the the very cheery exterior that she projects. I think and hints that there's something Yeah, just so, just something a little bit darker under the surface there.
1: Mhm. So the doctor Yaz and Graham go through the portal. They meet an alien man called Ribbons, played by
0: They do. Played by Kevin Eldon. The actor, Kevin Eldon. The actor,
1: Kevin Eldon. Yes. I, I was hoping he'd make like a little joke, you know, like having some weak lemon drink or something like that along with <laughs> it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that would be good. I mean, the most a...
1: underappreciated man in British comedy.
0: Agreed. Agreed.
1: Yeah. 100%. Uh, he is phenomenal.
0: Yeah. And. In some ways, it's, it, it amazes me. It's taken eleven series to get him on Doctor Who playing a sort of grotesque alien, because he, he's—it's the sort of role he's born to play.
1: Yeah, he—he he should be the Doctor.
0: <laughs> I mean, he'd be good. I'd—I'd I'd, I'd watch a Kevin Eldon Doctor for sure. Reunite him. Get Mark Heap as a companion. <laughs> Right, be good the other way around as well. They could swap yeah. every week.
1: Right, I know two things about ribbons, David. Yeah, he's hungry and he stinks a piss,
0: <laughs> but not his piss. But not his piss. He's, he's very keen. Come on, that is a good line. <laughs> yeah. It's not my weed. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. So he says, "I'll lead you through this mirror. It will take you to Eric, who is Hannah's dad, and mm-hmm. in return, he wants the sonic screwdriver or the tubular."
0: Yeah, can I can I say as well? Look, I I I love the look of this story. I love the location of rural Norway to begin with, the fjord and the sh- and the, you know the, the the wooden cottage and 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 all of that. That's gorgeous in its own way. Um, and then when you cross into the anti zone, and you've got these, you know eerie blues and 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 the, the the red of the weird lantern and stuff and uh, i just think this ep- this episode in particular is really making the most of the new the new look of this series yeah um i i think it's it's, it's just gorgeous to look at start mm-hmm. to finish
1: so Hannah shouts at Ryan for a little bit, Mm -hmm. so he locks her in a room. (laughs)
0: Yeah, 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 you you can you can tell Ryan's not not had much experience with babysitting.
1: Yeah, and I've just added on the end there: she has no sense of humour about this. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: Ribbons shows the Doctor a flesh moth, Mm -hmm. uh, which you know will devour you. If they get close enough, should have been been a ravager. And (laughs) uh, whilst the party are moving on, he also cuts the doctor's string trail to help them find their way Mm. back. Yeah. So back Mm. at the Happy House, Ryan finds out the monster in the woods is a speaker. He deduces this is some sort of trap.
0: uh, To now. are you suggesting that you'd already figured that out? No. No, because no, that did come as a surprise to me the first time I watched it. I think that I think that's a genuinely good twist, purely because this is the kind of show where we would expect there to be a monster. I mean, go back a so...
1: series or two. We had an episode where there was an unseen horrible monster and a big portal, and it just wanted to get back to its horrible monster wife. So I just mm-hmm. thought, oh, we're doing this again. So the fact that yep. it was a speaker made me interested. There's something else going on.
0: Yeah, it's and it's things like that that I think really elevate this episode. I think it, it really do- makes an effort to, uh, to both deliver on all the things you would hope for in a Doctor Who story and also do something quite refreshing at the same time, which is a, not an easy trick to pull off.
1: Mm. So he goes back inside to speak to Hannah about this
0: mm-hmm.
1: and... Without so much as a smile or any joy, she knocks him out mm-hmm. and steals the key. Yeah. Uh, Ribbons threatens Graham and says, "I want more payment to take you home." Okay. And then yeah. Uh, a little little quote here. It says, "They're in an anti-zone. This is literally the Reaver's plot line." Just gonna mm-hmm. underline that. Maybe put a big star next to it.
0: Yeah. It's not there, is it, Matt? Mm. It's the same,
1: it's the same. You say potato, I say patata. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. The flesh moths attack ribbons. Uh, which I was a yeah. little bit sad. I, I knew he was a bit of a wrong but... It seemed, pre- <laughs> seemed pretty horrendous.
0: Oh yeah, it's not a nice way to go, but no. also, by all accounts, not a nice man.
1: <laughs> right, so the uh. Doctor, Yaz and Graham...
0: I was port- actually, yeah.
1: I, I, the, the, the
0: flesh moths, proper creepy. Yeah. What a horrible idea that is.
1: Yeah, reverse moths. They eat you and leave your clothes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So the Doctor, Yaz, and Graham find another portal, but this takes them to mm-hmm. the other side of the mirror. Yeah. Okay, so Hannah is seeing herself through the mirror as well. And mm-hmm. the Dr Yaz and Graham are in a happy version of Hannah's house. Yeah. Do you know why it's happy, David? Mm hmm. Cause Hannah's not there. Yeah. Okay. If you say so. Uh Eric admits that he made a trap to keep Hannah in the house. And yeah. this is where we find out that Trin, Hannah's mum is alive in this mirror universe. Mm -hmm. I was expecting everyone to have moustaches like the Star Trek mirror (laughs) universe.
0: (laughs) Uh, Or um, there's a very famous uh, third Doctor story where he travels to a parallel universe uh, where the Brigadier is evil and you can tell he's evil because he's got an eye patch. Ah, yes. It's excellent. Like
1: like, uh, Evil Morty
0: out of Rick and Morty yeah um, so the, the one detail I think we've probably got to mention I, I, and I really do like because it because we're on the other side of the mirror, we get the immediate visual clue of that um, because Eric's got a Slayer t-shirt, but the design's reversed.
1: Now here's a question, David. Have yeah. you ever met anyone who admits to liking Slayer? Who isn't a complete mental?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to ask my brother. He's a me- my brother is a metalhead, but I don't know where he stands on Slayer.
1: Like, the, if I see someone wearing a Slayer t shirt walking towards me, I cross the road.
0: <laughs>
1: like, it's it's just a band for mentals, isn't it?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Potentially. We
1: haven't talked about goths in a while. Bloody goths. <laughs> Bloody goths. Right. I mean, they're
0: not a goth band, are they, Slayer?
1: No, but, you know, the type of people that listen to that, and dress all in black, they're all the same. Bloody day walkers. Uh,
0: a- anyway, um, so I do think it's... God's. Bloody goths. Bloody goths. So, uh, yeah, I-, I really like that as a visual cue that, you know, something ain't right. I mean, even before you get the reveal of uh, Eric's wife being there.
1: Did you like the awkward band conversation earlier where Yaz is trying to be nice to Hannah and she's like, oh, I, I like the Arctic Monkeys. One of my friends has seen them. And Hannah's like, yeah, my dad went to their first gig in Oslo. She's so like, <laughs> can, can you just calm down, right? I don't know. <laughs> if I was Yaz, I'd be like, look, I don't know if I've said something to upset you. We've clearly got off on the wrong foot. It wasn't my intention. <laughs> Okay, can we wipe the slate clean? I'll I'll put the kettle on. I can only apologise. But you boil the kettle, and Hannah (coughs) will probably throw boiling water at you because she's so horrible. Mm -hmm. Right, so. (laughs) Took a real detail there. So, in the Mirror Universe, Eric wants to stay there because Trine is still alive. Yeah. And he doesn't seem that concerned about Hannah. (laughs) You know. He, he seems to have rationalised his mistreatment of his daughter.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, OK. I, what, uh, it's hard to know when to say this. But, OK, one of the things that makes the episode a bit controversial is that Eric does absolutely awful things to his daughter and gets sees almost no kind of repercussions from that. Um, yeah. And yeah okay i get i get why that would stick in in crawl for, for some people um I think it, this episode's making a, a a wider point not an original point but an important point that grief fucks you up yeah people don't people are not at their best when they are grieving and 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 if you were in that situation where you'd lost next to your daughter the most important person in your life. And then all of a sudden you had this ticket back somehow to them. Um, yeah, you're, you're not probably not going to be making rational decisions. And I think it's perhaps unfair to expect some kind of like, you know, to, to suggest that that um, Eric should be behind bars just because of what he's done in this.
1: Yeah, he, he's had his punishment already.
0: Yeah. and I
1: mean, the loss of his wife there
0: yeah exactly so 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 i i would say i would i I would say i I personally i'm happy with how things do resolve in the end but um yeah it's it, it it really is like and i do think actually it's it's not a big performance from the guy playing eric but he does a really good job of just selling the sort of quiet offness, it, I don't know I don't know what the word is, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like You you just, you look at his eyes and you can tell something's not right here
1: Yeah. Now yeah. this is the part of the episode where I really did buy in. Yeah Ryan's nun, Grace is there too for, yes. for a character that's only been in one episode I was like, oh yes here we go.
0: Yeah Well it's just because we finally got a bit of connective tissue for this series Yeah you know, there it's God been knows so, what
1: the finale's
0: gonna be. It's been so episodic mm. and just like, you know, we're doing this, that's finished, now we're doing this, that's finished, now we're doing there's been absolutely nothing threading through, and all of a sudden we've actually got a bit of emotional payoff here. Um and lo and behold, we get good performances from from our actors as a result. Um, um,
1: speaking a good performance, yeah. best bit of the episode. Graham stunned silence when he hooks oh. into Grace. Yeah. Okay. Just brilliant.
0: Yeah. I really this was Bradley Walsh was the biggest surprise for me of series eleven because I was like I was open to the idea of Bradley Walsh having a crack at you know playing a Doctor Who companion, but I expected it to be broader mm. more in the the vein of like um uh mark williams as rory's dad yeah or something like yeah. that you know a, a, just a touch more cartoonish but but he really underplays things there's a real honesty and truth to what he does mm. in this series
1: uh Back in the in-between zone, Ryan catches up to Hannah,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: who has worked out her dad lied to her. Yeah. and She doesn't take that with a pinch of salt, <laughs> does she?
0: No, I mean, to be fair, I, I, you, you'd be upset if you found out your dad had been lying to you.
1: Yeah. Now, here's a question for you, David. Yes. Again, I'm going to send you this time the bottom over my notes.
0: Okie dokie.
1: OK. I'd like you to read... Uh, it might be side-on because I took a weird picture.
0: That's all right. I'll give it a go. Uh,
1: I'd like you to read the bottom line of these notes.
0: Isn't the family of blood trapped in mirrors?
1: Yeah. Imagine if they went yeah. in and well, family of blood were there.
0: Yeah. Well, not all of them, but... Um, yeah, the creepy little uh, girl. Yeah, daughter dear. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if they bumped Order into her. Yeah, yeah. Be interesting. I mean, I guess the thing is, it's it's not a normal mirror. It's
1: almost like I'm the only person that cares about consistency between series.
0: <laughs> I think if there's one survival skill you've got to learn as a Doctor Who fan, it's it's letting go of uh, any notion of continuity, right. like. From my perspective, at least with modern Who, I hope for continuity within eras. Mm-hmm. Be- beyond that, fair game. Don't mind. It's like when you watch
1: the X Men films. The only one that matters is the last one. <laughs> yes. By the time you get to X Men Three, you don't need to care about X Men One. And so yeah,
0: it's like it's like it's like they're on a conveyor belt or something. Yeah, they're, just like, exactly. they're just dropping off the end. Yeah.
1: I mean, quite literally.
0: <laughs> I guess in some ways they were, yeah. I haven't, I, I, I'm trying to think what the most recent one I've seen is. I don't, The I think the last couple I haven't bothered with yet and I'm, I'm morbidly curious to watch at uh, some I, point. I'm a completionist, I've, I've never, seen all of never them. Never found the time, yeah.
1: Right, this is where we get a big exposition dump. When they were young, yeah. the Doctor was told a story of the solitra a universal yes. anomaly. The universe can't work if the Solitract is there. So our universe exiled the Solitract into this mm-hmm. exiled universe. Okay. So then such a
0: massive crazy idea. Yeah. Isn't it?
1: So when they're like, Oh, why is everything so nice in this Solitract universe? I'd worked it out mm-hmm. pretty much straight away. Yeah. Okay. Graham says he's lost without grace and wants to bring her along but the doctor says it's a trap mm-hmm. now David if the portal reacts to your sonic screwdriver and you can't open it what do you need to do?
0: Wow um, that, I, you, I don't know what I, sorry I don't know what you want me to say at this point oh, Yaz tells the
1: doctor to reverse the polarity.
0: Oh, yeah, she does. I've forgotten about that reference.
1: Yeah. Then, as the portal opens, Hannah comes through, meets her mum.
0: Can I just say, is that the only significant thing Yas does in this episode? Yeah,
1: Yeah. she's on the back burner for now. Uh, Mm. So, Hannah comes through, meets her mum, and has absolutely no joy. The world collapses due to people coming from our universe into this. ...universe where they shouldn't exist. And it mm-hmm. was a trap... ...to lure in our universe. Because... ...the Solitract is lonely. hmm Oh, poor little poor Solitract. Solitract. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hannah wants to go home. She has no joy. Uh, Graham won't leave Grace. And the Doctor says... ...you know, it's not your fault... ...that she died. And... I don't know if I just haven't picked up on it, the fact that Graham feels a lot of guilt over I know he felt loss, but I didn't know whether yeah. he felt guilt. Yeah. Uh until Grace tells him to stay and leave Ryan, and that's how he realizes that this Grace is a fake.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's good. I think I like that. It's a powerful moment that I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So the doctor tricks the Solitract into keeping her. You know, he, she says, you can keep Eric, but he basically hasn't done very much. I've seen all of time and space. I can help you build yeah. a new universe.
0: And again, this is one of those moments where just like, yeah, we're really getting the, um Jodie Whittaker being the Doctor here, that, you know, getting to, to, to sort of... Espouse about how how old she is, how much she's lived, how much she's seen. You know, akin, akin to like that. You know, that's this big speech in um, Rings of Akaten. You know, yeah. that whole deal. Um, and yeah, the idea that the Doctor would just be like, "Ah, oh, why don't I just be mates with this <laughs> alternate universe?" Yeah, that can't exist in ours. Of course, yeah. It just it's so. It's so nice to see Jodie Whittaker getting to be doctory. I feel like she hasn't always had the opportunity to do that consistently across this series.
1: Yeah. So, the solitaire Act is a frog on a chair. Yeah. It speaks with Grace's voice. Earlier, we found out that Grace really likes frogs. Graham and Ryan both yeah. bought her frog necklaces. So she says, you know, this mm. is a form that was appealing to grace, it's the form I'm choosing to take.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Why the chair then?
0: (laughs) Just uh, so it's not like... so uh, Jodie Whittaker's not having to stoop. I
1: know. Imagine if it was on the floor and Jodie Whittaker just kicked it really far (laughs) with a big rigger boots on. (laughs) Steel toe caps it against the... Well, there isn't a wall. Right, the universe is destabilising... Uh, yeah. Realising the solitract tract is lonely, the doctor says, "Look, if you let me go home, I'll be your best friend forever, mm-hmm. and can go back through the portal eventually."
0: Let's let's not let's not rush through this, Matt. How did you feel when you finally saw that frog and realised that you weren't being had?
1: Uh, I don't want to say relieved,
0: <laughs> but
1: like at the same time. I, I was totally into the story at this point. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of forgive the fact that yeah, it's just a frog, because it's a little mm-hmm. bit more than just a frog, isn't it?
0: It is, and I, 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 love the visual of it. Again, I've said I, I think this episode looks great, start to finish. Some people moan that the that the frog puppet isn't convincing. Oh, I don't know. I, I, it works for me in the context of this story. I don't see any problem with it. Um, and it's yeah, it's a very Douglas Adamsy idea. It's it's it it it's silly, but there's but there's but there's heft to it. Still, what,
1: what if instead of trying to make it realistic, it was just like a Muppet frog? Like if it was <laughs> Robin, like Kermit. Kermit Kermit the Frog's nephew Robin, just sat there. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'd be up for that as well. I mean, yeah, you could have done anything. It, th- th- that's the point. You, could, you you know, when you're dealing with such an abstract concept, how do you televise it? You've got to pick something, yeah. pick a lane, and stick to it. They went with a frog on a chair. Um, they get they meant that they got to give the lines to um, Sharon D Clarke, who plays Grace, which I think was a great choice because her voice works so well with those lines given to the solid tract um yeah it just it it works for me it this is uh, whilst on the one hand it is like um moon is an egg i'd also say it works a lot better for me than moon is an egg does
1: Mm.
0: as a concept
1: yeah right so they go back through the portal graham is understandably gutted and quite reflective Hannah humorlessly hugs Ryan. He looks like he's having the time of his life. And (laughs) Graham and Ryan have a little chat. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I know there's a lot of emphasis put on the fact that Ryan calls him granddad. Yeah. I I, I watched that a little bit. I watched it two or three times. Because I was like, did he mean it in like, yes, you are my granddad? Did he mean it
0: in? I think so. You're
1: an old man, haha, granddad. Or was it somewhere no. in the middle?
0: Um, maybe a little bit in the middle, but I think it was underneath the surface. It was Ryan admitting that Graham was an important part of his life. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's a significant thing for Graham. Um, and a significant thing for Ryan. Again, we're getting some emotional payoff. Isn't that lovely? Mm. Um, a just, bit of just the fact that yeah, the fact that we're actually trying some character development here. Nine episodes in, we'll give it a little go. See how we feel. About yeah. It. Um,
1: Maybe that's it. Yeah. They've teased us by like some bad episodes, and then it's like, uh, you know. Here
0: you go. It's just a little bit to keep you bought <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, again, it, I, I like it as a moment. It does work for me. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it for the episode, isn't it?
1: Yeah. The is yeah. vanishes. Off we go mm. for another adventure.
0: Yeah. So, okay, Disagreement about Hannah aside, you basically agree with this is probably the strongest of the series. Yeah, so far
1: I had a good time with this. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I didn't.
0: I th- Sorry, go on.
1: I, I I wasn't bored. I wasn't irritated. It was just one mm. bad character.
0: Yeah, and I think it it, it it's coming at a point where. We we kind of we're we're really familiar and comfortable, I think, with the look and feel and vibe of this era, which is a little bit slower, a little bit less quippy, um. And it's nice to see that that despite that, we're not afraid to get weird, you know. That's I think what I appreciate most about this episode is that it's just it is unapologetically weird, and it's just like. You're either gonna go with this or you're not. Yeah. Um so, um yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really do like it. Yeah. I really do not like bad. It. Um not bad. So next episode, Matt, it's the series eleven finale.
1: Get in. Here we go.
0: It's a little episode called The Battle of Ranscor of Kolos. The what? <laughs> the battle of Ranskor av Kolos.
1: Right. What what's the first episode of season 12 called?
0: Uh well the ne- we got a we got a special in between. Right. right,
1: let's just jump to that. <laughs> not doing bloody Ramvar a Kolos. Absolute <laughs> nonsense. Doesn't mean anything.
0: Um I should have done this cuz obviously we re- we release we record a bit in advance. Can, when, you're, when you ask people on Twitter for their thoughts about this episode, can you also ask for them for their personal favourite riff on the Battle of Ranskort of Because it's something of a running gag within fandom that nobody actually gives it the proper uh, episode title. Okay. okay. Everyone does, does their own silly versions. Um, and we can have some fun reading some of those out next week, I think. Um,
1: I, I hope the episode he, is better than that title.
0: It's not a great title, is it? You'd, you'd feel like... It just it, doesn't mean anything. It's setting the bar... Well, it, it's... Wet, but it's promising it's a battle as well. That's exciting. Yeah.
1: Maybe something will happen, so it'll be one up on most episodes of this series.
0: Well, Let's yes, find out. Tune Sorry we've been find so out.
1: miserable. <laughs>
0: I've tried my best. Uh, but yeah, do do join in ne- uh, next week listeners to find out whether or not there anything happens in the oh my battle God. of Ranskor Avkola. David, I've got no
1: joy, joy in my soul. I am Hannah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's where it's coming from, isn't it? Yeah. Deep down, you're, you're empathising with her.
1: Maybe I looked in a mirror and I could see what was there, David
0: oh maybe maybe right well we've come full circle so i think uh we'll have to leave it there uh thanks as always listeners uh for tuning in uh, and as i say do join us next week for uh the battle of Ranscor of or however you wish to title it uh, but until then as always thank you so much for listening and cheerio bye now you for listening to neither the time nor the space
1: if you wish to contact us our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on twitter we are at Pod.
0: and thank you to alexander urban for his smashing arrangement of the doctor who theme.